You know, could be uh, coaching, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, they're doing their job when they're giving me what to look at, stuff like that, but at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes, I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point, so um, thinking less and you know, playing more. We've heard this before from, from other athletes, and there are just too many like coaching voices in your head at this point that you're trying to process so much. Is that kind of, is that part of what you're saying? I don't think it's too many coaching voices, but I just think when you're fed a lot of information um, at a point in time and you're trying to think about that info, like when you're playing, it's like, it doesn't let you play like yourself. You're trying to you know, process so much information to where it's like, you know, if I just simplified in my mind, I would have did this. Like I saw a few plays on Sunday to where I was playing like my old self, like we would have had a positive play, like there would have been, you know, a few more third down conversions. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is just, you know, playing the game how you know, I know how to play it, how I've been playing it my whole life. So that's what I got to get back to doing. Now, back to BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. That was Justin Fields earlier today making it very clear. Like, let's not even pretend here. Making it very clear that when he says coaching was part of the reason why he felt robotic when he was 16 for 29 with 211 yards and a touchdown, two picks, also only ran four times for three yards, which was, by the way, the fewest rushing yards that Fields has had since his rookie year. Uh, he didn't play like himself. That's honesty. Trista, that's somebody that's telling you he's got too much, whether it's information, which he did say, or some coaches will until they actually cut off the communication in the helmet, gets to the line of scrimmage, here's what I see, here's this, here's that, making a player overthink. It's very clear Justin Fields is not comfortable in this offense. It's very clear it's not working. And by him saying that, before we get to what he said then later today, which was very different, Justin Fields is not happy with the situation that's going on right now in Chicago. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is it feels like there are one philosophy, there's one philosophy in the coaching staff about who Justin Fields should be, and maybe some of that is coming from the media, right? Mm -hmm. You've got a lot of analysts saying that if Justin Fields can't be a pocket passer or a pure pocket passer, that he's not really an NFL quarterback, and that him using his legs eventually, people are going to start scheming against when there's enough film on him. So a bunch of coaches start to freak out, and they're like, oh, well, we need to get Justin Fields to learn this and do this and, and really transform him into a different player than he is. And so then they just overload him with information about what he has to do in this scenario, what he needs to look for, what he needs to see, not realizing that Justin Fields at Ohio State was – he was a, not a one-read quarterback. Mm -hmm. He was a mobile quarterback, but he was able to process things quite well. And now all he can think about is probably the stack of paper worth of information that he's getting just downloaded to him every single day, and he's just – it's just – one of those per, uh, paralysis by analysis yes. situations. And it's like, yeah, he's right. He needs to just go back on instinct because that's the reason he was drafted so high to begin with. His inst instincts are better than some of these coaches' instincts. There's a level of coaching that's there to help a player develop from college to the NFL. Yes. It's a different game. I think we understand that. But if you start taking away every natural talent that a player has, they will overthink. Paralysis by analysis is the best way to describe this. Where every single thing you do is overthinking. Where it's like, 
Like, I think back in the day when I first learned how to drive a manual, like a stick, but way, you know, when I'm 15 and Ooh. I'm learning how to drive a you stick. You to drive a stick. Ooh. Yeah, and then like, nice. but like, good for you. you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you you over you overthink every. Is that like an uncommon thing now? Yeah. Oh. I think it's pretty uncommon. For you know, kids these days, yeah. Scott, they used to all, we all used to learn how to drive a manual. No one does anymore. My wife can drive a stick. Yeah. I cannot. Pause. You can't? No. I'll teach you. She had a Honda CRX. Oh, that's a badass. She's... Yeah, no, she could drive a stick. My, my parents, obviously, different, different oh, the generation. I, uh, I I, tried. Man, I was I was angry. I was an angry clutcher. I hate that. I hate that because they barely make any cars that way anymore, and it drives me insane. That's how you drive. Anyway. Sorry, I didn't bring the Porsche off, to work tonight, off the My apologies. The, you, you could get a Honda Civic. With, like, come on. My first car was a 94 I'm Ford sorry, Probe, okay? Paddle shifters. Paddle shifters aren't real driving, all right? It's real shifting. It's granny shifting. You could probably do a paddle shifter. That's, yeah, because yeah, you just tap. On my automatic. You just tap. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Anyway, Pause. completely off subject. Doesn't matter. Pause is tap right. That. When I was first learning how to do that, though, you're thinking, I'm learning how to drive, like, on an actual road, making a left turn, doing all the basic functions, and shifting that car. There's ten different things I'm thinking about. I remember stopping and just learning how to drive, and then adding, getting back to, like, driving a manual. And my that's, my parents took me out and we ended up going back to, like, one step at a time. And it wasn't paralysis by analysis anymore. I wasn't thinking about five different things at once. It was simpling. It was dumbing it down a little bit and then working with what I had already learned, which would be the base of what Justin Fields has already done as a quarterback forever, forever, like way before this, and then adding to what there is there. He's, he, what he said right now is the truth. The thing is... Later today in the locker room, Trista, it was, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. Hey, everybody, uh, if you could gather over here real quick. Uh, Justin Fields would like to talk to the media again, impromptu second uh, press conference today. You guys' jobs are to get clicked, so it's like when you take my quote out of context and when you just say that, if you paint the picture on the inside out, like y'all are trying to split, split us up at the center. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches, never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. I don't care. It's a drop pass. It should have been a pass. Put it on me. But never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else in this organization, my teammates. Never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. That's it. Point blank. If, if y'all, that's, that's what I should have said in the first place. But, you know, I was trying to give y'all more details because, you know, I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do. And I try to give y'all the information y'all want for you guys' job. So I'm going to do that. And in the future, like, but I ask you guys to, just to put the whole quote out. Don't cut it up into words and pieces to make it seem like I'm saying something that I'm not. I hate this excuse so damn much, Trista. It's one thing that drives me nuts more than anything that a pro athlete does. Period. If you say something, don't say it's taken out of context when the whole quote is out there. Everybody's played the entire quote. When you're asked, why do you think you were robotic? Why do you think you weren't playing like yourself? And you say, quote, you know, could be coaching, I think. That is you blaming the coaches. Plain and simple. It's nobody else. It's not the media taking it out of context. It's not you blaming teammates. It's you saying the coaches are not coaching you the way you want to be coached. They're not helping you develop. That's why you're playing robotic. I cannot stand this excuse. And we all know he said what the real truth was. And then a PR person got in his ear and said, you got to go back and you got to go say something else. Because this right now, we can't, we can't have you. We can't have this quote out there in the media. To walk it back and just say, oh, I wouldn't blame teammates. I wouldn't blame coaches. I 
and know the media has to do their job. Oh, but you all just want clicks. I'm not blaming anybody else. I can't stand this. If you think it's coaching, then say it. If you don't want it out there publicly, then don't say it at all. He said it because that's how he feels, and it pisses me off that he'd come back later and just say, oh, no, it's it's everybody else making this up. It's not me. Yeah, and I think ultimately he probably doesn't think, okay, this is just 100% the coach's fault that I'm playing robotic, but adding nuance to things is ultimately like, I don't think that giving me this much information is helping me right now. And it's them, and it's also my job to filter out what they have to say and probably shut the F up once it's time for us to play on Sunday. Once it's time for us to strap up, put the pads on, and get out there, like no more talking about what you see. No more iPads, Mm -hmm. uh, no more X's and O's. It's time for Justin to be Justin. And... I think in general, you can take it however you want it to take it, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can make it all about, oh, Justin Fields thinks his coaches are trash, or you can make it about, like, Justin Fields isn't able to have that much information disseminated to him in that much and that fast. And it's probably a little bit of both. And that's not the no knock on him. You can't give someone the entire biology book and be like, all right, tell me what happens in chapter 15. And absorb and understand and be able to recall and be able to know chapters 1 through 14 tomorrow. If Scott or Dylan or Kenny was in my ear for an entire segment and constantly saying, hey, move on to this topic. Hey, do this. Don't forget we have this information in the rundown. Don't forget about this topic. Constantly telling me what to do, that would drive me nuts too. Thankfully, nobody does that. So if that's what's going on with Justin Fields, I get it. But if you're going to say it, Either say it differently or don't say it at all. Because what you said, you can't blame it on anybody else but yourself. If you're going to take responsibility with your second statement when you walked everything back and you're going to say that it was all your fault, oh, no, it was me, I only put the blame on myself, then also put the blame on yourself for the way that you phrased it. Don't throw it on the media. Don't throw it on how things were perceived. Because it's not like people just said it's coaching and nothing else. Now, if you want to blame a headline for that, Okay, I'm sure there were some headlines out there that used that, plain and simple. But it's not taken out of context when the whole quote is there, when all of the audio, all of the video is there. Justin Fields has not been good this year. This offense has continued to, I mean, regress at best, if not completely erode. This is a team that was supposed to be better, and they're just not. His Already, his passing yards total this week opened at 189.5. It was 175. That was a great over last week, by the way. Uh, it's at 169.5 now. So it continues to drop at this point. I think I like the over. Yeah, I would take the over on that. But this is somebody that... This is somebody that now, as he approaches this game, it's going to be, okay, now you got something to prove. Now you're going to have to go out there and play well because you're going to look like an ass if you then get up to the podium after the game and you're asked more about this again. Yeah, and on top of that, there's another player prop I think you absolutely must take and think about, and that's Justin Fields' rushing yards. That's yes. Justin Fields' rushing attempts. He's basically told the world, I'm not listening to anybody. Yep. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to play like me. And what does he play like? He plays loose. When he plays free, he's running the ball. He's probably running for 75 yards, 80 yards. It opened at 48 and a half. The best you can get out there is 59 and a half. It's off the board in a lot of places now, too. Yeah, I mean, that because comment then, was meaningful. You're going to sit there and wait and be like, let's let's figure out where we want to set this number now moving forward. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. And I would probably do that until it doesn't hit. 
And, and the Bears right now sitting at 0-2. Lost to Green Bay. You lost at Tampa. Their odds to make the playoffs are plus 650. Their odds to miss the playoffs. That MGM's is 59.5 for I Justin mean, Fields. 59.5? I would still take the over on that. Yeah. I would take the, the over on that. The uh, longest is 17.5, which I like a lot, actually. Longest run? R- longest run, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I mean, look, he's going to... He's going to run for 30 yards. Everything he said, he now has to go out there and back it up. Yep. And if he's willing to just turn off the headset, I don't know if there's a little mute button in there, just turn down the volume just a little he bit, you do it. it. He just That's what you got to do. it on the sidelines. Their win total is just five and a half this year now. I mean, that that like this is a team that has really low expectations. And, and there's a chance. Look, I don't think there's a market out there for it right now. If you can find it, Bears, worst record in the NFL. I wouldn't Yeah, throw... there's some things happening. You got Allen Williams, their defensive coordinator, resigning today. Wasn't with the team last week for personal reasons. Now, the team denied the reports that there was a raid at the team facility and his house before that. There's a lot of stuff swirling. I'm not going to put all that out there because I don't know what's true and what's not, and I'm not a reporter, and I don't have to do that, and it's fine. But the reality of it is you got your quarterback blaming the coaches then walking that conversation back. you got your defensive coordinator resigning, saying it's for health reasons and family, which is always what people say. And if it really is the case, I hope everything gets better. But then they're denying reports about a raid at the team facility. That's a big problem, and that's surrounding the Chicago Bears. Meanwhile, they're 0-2, and they're plus 650 to make the playoffs. A couple of shops uh, still have it. You have to, again, look around. Uh, Bears, Cardinals were still the leader, or whatever you want to call them, in the clubhouse for the worst record. Okay. Uh, plus 250, give or take. Then the Texans, the Colts, the Panthers, the Giants were still in the mix. Even the Commanders, but this goes back probably about five days ago. So obviously, prior to mm-hmm. week number two completing, the Bears at that time were fourteen to one. Yeah, and that's that's, that's going to change now. When that market gets back out there, whatever book, whether BetMGM puts it up there or someone else has it, you know that that's one of those ones that's kind of up and down. It's a good number though. It's I would take it right now if it's still close to that. I know yeah. that. You know the thing that's interesting too is there was so much hype around this Bears team. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, at the end of last year, was a fantasy god. His player props numbers were just going up and up and up. And a lot of people thought that the Bears could maybe win the North. And you have Aaron Rodgers move on. It was the biggest liability in Vegas. The biggest liability in the NFL for the MVP market was Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. I was wondering we to myself, <laughs> are these people high? Are they smoking crack? <laughs> what are we doing here? I smoke what, rocks. Yeah, what information have you guys <laughs> received that would lead you to believe that that was a good bet? I, I He's not Trevor I, I, Lawrence. It, maybe people were going along the lines of like a Patrick Mahomes or a uh Lamar Jackson early as a starter, but like, Come on. I don't, I don't know what would justify it. I have no idea. Come on. Other than somebody walking in and going, "Y'all got any crack? I wanna, I wanna bet on Justin Fields being MVP." You have anybody? DJ Moore. I guess the D, did DJ Moore convince you that this team was gonna win the North? It was that one preseason game. <sighs> Dump oh it off to DJ Moore. They had a couple of touchdown drives. Oh my God, Khalil Herbert, you're rocking with no shade to Khalil Herbert, but like, come on. Come on. It's it was mind blowing from the beginning. We all laughed at it when we saw that saw him as the biggest liability, and in the end, it clearly now looks like one of the stupidest bets and the biggest waste of your money that you possibly could. All right, besides the Bears, there's eight other teams that are 0 2 right now. Who's got a shot to still maybe make the playoffs and whose season's already done and you fade the rest of the way? Bet MGM tonight. 
We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL. Um, I, it shouldn't matter, but it does because voters love strikeouts. People love strikeouts and home runs. That's one of the reasons why some of the rules were changed, so we can try and cut down and get more action. Uh, but listen, Blake Snell's had a great year. The problem I see with that, and, I, and this is my opinion only, I feel like the MVP in, in, in the Cy Young and this should come from playoff contending teams. The Padres have never been over 500 really and competitive the whole year. So, I mean, listen, nothing against Blake Snell. He's having an incredible year, and he's probably going to win it. But Justin Steele should definitely get a lot of votes, as should Zach. As the guys you're showing, Zach Allen, Wheeler, Strider. Strider, to me, is kind of the, the one in there that probably has fallen off the most. Because the last few starts, he's just gotten hit. And I don't know if he's tired, his first really full year. But he's the guy that's gotten hit out of all those guys. So, to me, it's really a two-person race, Blake Snell and Justin Steele. Uh, we as a crew have been texting all weekend about some of the amazing victories in college football. I don't know. I think there was a team that played this weekend that you were really excited about. Maybe there was a big game. I don't know. There's this little team from a sleepy little town in Texas called Austin. <gasps> Just a group of guys, a ragtag bunch that decided to get together, sew together a big skin and go into Tuscaloosa and get a win. They said these boys would never be back. They said these guys barely know a first down from a touchdown. And you know what happened? They went in there and they played a Texas brand of football that those guys in Tuscaloosa haven't seen in a long time, that I haven't seen in a long time. And we got it done, and I had about 25 old fashions, a little less. There were a lot. They were, woo! That's all I drank the entire night. I said, just keep them coming. And I was in a bar here in D.C. with a ton of Texas exes. Catherine was getting super annoyed with me, and I agree with her. I would have been annoyed as well because we got there an hour and a half before game time, nary a seat in the house. So I kept switching from one table to another to another to get us the best seat and then we had some friends join us there were about eight of us together who all went to texas except for one guy he was just a texas fan because he went to austin and he loved it and so finally about midway through the first quarter she was like you're right these are great seats